0: This podcast is by G. Wayne Miller for the Providence Journal. I want to really um, take the opportunity to continue what you hopefully just embarked upon with um, the previous session, of really bringing to action a lot of what this vision lays the groundwork for. So there are two main dots I want to be able to connect. I have the honor of working on um, connecting for us. One is being able to talk about the community being engaged in this work. I can credit um, Secretary Jones who came to one of our meetings and talked about the fact that we recognize who was actually on the committee for the long-term health plan. And we recognize that it is critical to have the community be able to inform and and guide and really implement uh, this work. That's what today is really a starting point for and we wanna make sure that we are um, very deliberate as we continue to maintain that focus. The second major point I'm getting to connect for you all in really engaging with the community is to talk about the health equity measures for Rhode Island that are also being launched uh, today as a part of this effort. On your table, you will see the Commission for Health Advocacy and Equity legislative report. The commission is a uh, statutory body that was started by and uh, envisioned by some of the people in this um, room today that really brings voice to the community. uh, the commission has, in their wisdom, in leadership, taken on elevating the Rhode Island health equity measures that we're launching today. So that, similar to Neil talking about actually alignment and working together, the commission is really going to take on the charge of helping to implement the work that we are really highlighting today. Really focusing on addressing health equity, and it's a starting point at having metrics and a focus to really drive that. So anyone that really wants to get involved in helping to implement some of the work that we all acknowledge today needs to happen to get us closer to health equity, please feel free to get engaged with the Commission for Health Advocacy and Equity. And um, one of our um, leaders from the departments: we have Michelle Wilson, Michelle Duwey, Michelle, can um, reach out to us to um, uh, get involved. So we know, as uh, Sam Salganik talked about, uh, the um, slides that we have shown in terms of uh, where the U.S. is with healthcare spending, and we know where we need to be from the uh, community standpoint. And I really want to credit the people who focused on this plan in the fact, as Neil said this morning, that it started off being called a long-term health care plan and very quickly uh, shifted to that expanded understanding that this is a long-term health plan, looking at the 80% that happens outside of the medical setting as well as the very important um, 10%, 20%, whatever range of numbers you want to talk about that are needed within the healthcare setting. We need to make sure that everyone has access. We need to make sure that that healthcare continues to be provided in the right place at the right time and in the right setting. We don't want to go away with healthcare in end by means. so that's an important part to our message. We want to, though, continue to elevate the components at the community level that we know drives our outcomes significantly because over 50% approaching 80% of health happens in the community. This slide we're familiar with for representing um, what RIDO's strategic priorities are in addressing that 80% and the socioeconomic and environmental determinants of health, but it's really up here to capture that this is to represent what's been happening at the state level and to really talk about how the governor has, with her leadership, really helped to elevate this focus on shifting and understanding how we can really advance um, the community needs and that 80% where we know health happens. One huge part of that is what has been mentioned with the cost trends work that um, uh, Commissioner Gannum has mentioned, the co-chairs of the cost trends committee have um, touched on, as well as the executive order that the governor uh, has mentioned. That work is critical to helping us achieve the vision for um, long-term health in Rhode Island. We need to be able to assess what we can do better in terms of costs on the health care side and from an economic development side. And then we also need to continue to work on the investments that need to increase at the community level. And there are examples of that happening. Investments focusing on community that occurs with community health workers um, and the community health teams that are state innovation model test grant, the SIM um, uh, grant that really helped us in um, redirecting that focus continue to um, elevate and will continue to advance forward. Um, There's um, a focus in this budget on uh, doulas. Those are types of community health workers that we wanna continue to um, advance support for. Family home visitors, first connections, those are types of community health workers that allow us to focus our investments outside of the healthcare setting where we can navigate social services that have an impact on health outcomes. DHS is looking for improvements with Rhode Island Works that helps address jobs and employment and um, makes it more accessible for youth to get involved in that as well. And Department of uh, Children, Youth and Families has a Pivot to Prevention um, focus with um, a whole family and community focus Um, Element that is uh, critical there with bringing in those elements that look at prevention and engaging at the community level before someone has to um, get involved within the system. So there are examples that are going on that there's the opportunity for you to to, um, learn more about and determine how to get involved or support or uplift that helps us do what we're talking about today. And we want to continue to build on that so that we can think through what action steps need to be done to take us forward in advancing this vision. That's what we wanna really garner with us as we move forward through the rest of this panel and what we wanna do when we uh, leave here today because we know the time is ready. And so we have joined with Health Centrics Um, in elevating the fact that we need to be able to track the work that we are talking about. We need to have the community engaged in what we're saying if we're looking to um, make sure that we are elevating the expanded understanding of health outside of just the healthcare setting, but also including to um, advance that. What are ways that we can track it? Many of us are already familiar with physical health measures that may be more disease specific that allow us to understand what BMIs are and hemoglobin A1Cs and um, uh, blood pressure measurements and those items that we know are important. But we also, particularly with this vision, knowing that we want to look outside of those disease specific elements and also look at the elements of health equity, housing, education, transportation, access to fresh fruits and vegetables, making sure that we're addressing root causes and building power at the community level so that their voice and your voice is heard. How do we track that? How do we measure that? We've recognized that it's critical to be able to um, demonstrate that. And why not now is the perfect time as we're launching Uh, this long-term vision of health for Rhode Island, we are also launching the Rhode Island health equity measures. Years of work have gone into putting together um, measures that reflect 2015 data, or more recently, measures that allow us to be able to break down the analyses of the data by community and or demographic, and most importantly, measures that reflect upstream factors so that we can really begin to unpack and understand the systems that are contributing to the disparities and the disparate outcomes that we have that are preventable and unacceptable we have to be able to get at the policies that are in place we have to be able to get at the structures that are in place that we can all do our part in addressing So both here as well as very nicely and comprehensively outlined in the legislative report from the Commission for Health Advocacy and Equity, Um, we have broken down the starting point for health equity measures for Rhode Island. We wanted to make sure that the data is accessible for the public in Rhode Island. It's not just a measure that is capturing health equity in general, but we are able to actually measure it here at a um, more detailed uh, level. And so we call this a starting point because the, the list, we actually assessed over 150 um, indicators and measures, and we knew that we could not launch something that had that many. So we've been able to get to 15 core measures, many of which will be included with health centrics in the metrics that we'll use to follow along with this plan. But we'll also have the other elements of the measures so that you can take a look at these 15 core measures broken down by five major domains with three determinants in each domain and access the measures that are available online for you to be able to dig in deeper and better understand what can be done Our key for this is to be able to apply these numbers and the measures that are here to actually drive the action that we are really advocating for with the launch of this vision and the launch of these health equity measures. Knowing that it's challenging to read from where you are but that there are also copies um, on the table that I want you to peruse. The five domains are integrated healthcare that includes determinants that focus on continuing to maintain the healthcare access that we are a leader in in this um, country with a focus on um, medical care as well as dental care, which is a place where we can continue to improve. Also social services, accessing that, and behavioral health are determinants with their own measures that have been selected. The second domain is community resiliency, which looks at civic engagement, which is a determinant of health and assessing how are um, people participating in voting within their community. The presidential vote is one, but it's also the local elections that are occurring. Also assessing social vulnerability and equity in policy, really looking at policies um, that have been built on a history of discriminatory approaches that we need to be upfront with and be able to assess and change. And so um, the metric here is a housing uh, policy in particular. There's also a physical environment domain that highlights determinants of natural environment that lets us look at tree canopy uses. It's amazing if you did a GIS mapping of tree Canopy existence within just Providence um, in itself. You can see that overlap with income, uh, education outcomes, and other disease disparities that exist. That's something that we can tangibly change and focus on together. Transportation is another, as well as environmental hazards. Social economics is the fourth domain that looks at housing cost burden food insecurity and absolutely education. And then community trauma, which makes sure that we elevate discrimination as a key issue um, that we need to be able to unpack as a root cause. Criminal justice and public safety. And I want to make sure that you have access to the website that has this full extent of measures some of these, as I mentioned, will also be included with the um, measures that Health Equity is the core of for the plan itself. And so we wanna make sure that people are able to um, really dig in. If you have a particular focus on housing, dig into the measures that are aligned with it and see how what other data we can find. And finally, we wanna be able to apply this work. A key here is to lead today feeling the action that's needed behind the vision. What we've been able to do is monumental in terms of bringing together a group of leaders in the state to capture what we all know to be the case. We all know that we need to be able to focus at the community level on these determinants of housing and transportation and access to fresh fruits and vegetables that are critical to getting the outcomes that we need and reversing the life expectancy trends that um, had been occurring. But we also want to make sure that you leave with tools on being able to do it. Now is where the rubber meets the road. That's why this is referred to as a 10-year vision. If you look at how to apply the measures that um, we are launching today and um, sharing with you, you pick one community, Woonsocket is starred, and you pick a bunch of the measures, it helps us understand the compilation of challenges that communities deal with, and how we need to look at the various structures that are in place. A lot of this was talked about at our table with addressing upstream factors and really looking at root causes, and the fact that one community can have a number of challenges built on top of the other, and what are we doing to add even more while still blaming the community for not making the improvements that are needed? So if we think about education and what's happening and what we need to improve, and look at Woonsocket, Woonsocket has the lowest high school graduation rate. Moonsacket also has the ninth highest rate of lead poisoning, the third highest violent crime rate, and a very high social vulnerability index which takes into account income and housing and crime and many of the other elements that form a social vulnerability index so it allows us to use these measures to um, apply in a way that gives us a fuller picture and that's what health equity is is about it's not just One easy thing for us to fix, we need to look at the systems overall and helps us shape a policy agenda for how to do that. So that really sets the stage for today's discussion. I'm thrilled to have this group of panelists who are here um, with us, where we wanna be able to talk about how to take what we've talked about with the vision, the ability to track measures and use it to drive action. I shared at our table that one of our, one of the hopes that I have and the goals that I have is that as we leave here um, ready to take action, we think about ways to build on the structures that have been developed for Rhode Island to help us get to where we need to so that we don't continue to work in silos to do this work that we need to do. So Health Equity Zones is an example of one of those structures. It's been established to help build power at the community level so that the systems and policies that need to be changed can be changed by bringing resources in a structured way to those communities where you can start to see the outcomes. That's the ultimate essence and goal. The hope is that as we think of ways to advance what's needed, we leverage that type of infrastructure. We leverage the fact that there are community health workers in Rhode Island as a leading state in um, credentialing uh, and qualifying community health workers to contribute to various parts of our health system um, both in the healthcare setting and outside of the healthcare setting. Let's leverage that and figure out ways to reimburse them, to pay for community health workers to uplift the ability to really advance in the community. So for today's discussion, we're going to hear from our esteemed panelists about how to really use community engagement um, principle uh, and particularly the structured um, work that's happened with health equity zones and beyond to really advance the progress that we want to be able to make uh, here in Rhode Island, and really achieve the goals of this long-term vision. So we have the esteemed Secretary, Romancetta Jones, of the Executive Office of Health and Human Services. In her previous role, Secretary Jones served as the Director of Social Services for Ramsey County, Minnesota. We have Jennifer Hawkins, who's the executive director of One Neighborhood Builders, a community development organization headquartered in Providence, who's rocking and rolling. One Neighborhood Builders is the backbone for the central Providence health equity zones. We also have Sean O'Rourke, who is the director of Stormwater and Resiliency at the Rhode Island Infrastructure Bank, he serves as the chief resiliency officer for the state of Rhode Island. And in this role, he's helped develop Resilient Roadie, which is Rhode Island's statewide climate resilience action strategy. Also doing great work with the health equity zones. And we have Cynthia Roberts, who is the empowerment evaluator at the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Cynthia also serves as the Newport Health Equity Zones Empowerment Evaluator, and she is currently co-chair of the Commission for Health Advocacy and Equity, and served on the committee that developed Rhode Island's health equity measures uh, with us. So thank you, and welcome to our panelists.